0: Amen, amen, amen. Uh, today, um, I want to talk about in our time in the text, the supernatural church. The supernatural church. Let's pray. Father, we honor you and we thank you that um, you are by nature supernatural. That, that puts you above and beyond all your creation. There is the, the, the only way something supernatural or above natural can happen is by an invasion of yourself. And so, God, um, I'm praying that (laughs) you would be with us today and deal with whatever in our hearts and whatever in our minds um, would impede upon us believing in you being powerful in in, in different places where we land on the issues in this text. And God, I'm sad as I pray that uh, this text would be controversial, Um, that that, that that no matter where anyone lands, I'm, I'm sad that there is controversy surrounding it because there's such a more massive point about you and your spirit that's being proclaimed from this passage that I would pray that we wouldn't cave in, Lord God, when it comes to faith in you, that we wouldn't cave in when it comes to belief in you, that we wouldn't cave in when it becomes a sense of your power and a sense of your strength and, 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 and the fact that you're God by yourself, like Grandma used to say, and you don't need nobody else. And so, God, today, uh, give, us a, give us a sense of fervor of the supernatural power that you bring, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And help us not to just be hearers of the word deceiving ourselves, but help us to be doers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. The, super, the supernatural church, um, to be honest, as I was... <clears throat> Wrestling through, um, getting, working through this series from the beginning, and even thinking about getting to this text, <coughs> I didn't know um, how the Lord wanted us to sort of communicate and convey it, um, and and it's and it's because of the obvious reasons. the The obvious reason is because to many, this text, although it is in the Bible, uh, for many it should be treated like some of the minor prophets unlooked at. Um, 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 there are parts of the Bible where, where people believe or not believe that there is inactivity there that we should ignore text. But Jesus says heaven and earth will pass away. Before any letter of the smallest stroke of the pen, heaven and earth will pass away before what God says will, Paul also says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 that all Scripture is breathed out, theoponutas, breathed out by God and profitable for doctrine. That, That means that no matter where you land on any issue in the Bible, it needs to be proclaimed, it needs to be read before God's people, and it needs to be applied specifically so that people of the people of God can walk in a deeper sense of righteousness. And so as we come here, it makes me think of our lives and what they're like. Um, It's funny that whenever, and that's why you got to be careful how you go through a bad experience. I'm going somewhere with this. Because when you have a bad experience, a bad experience can color truth. And what can begin to happen is, is that bad experience becomes the rubric or or, or, or the plumb line or the standard for what you're against. And so you you, you live your life out of what you're against versus what you're for. And so what, what, what I want us to begin to do is I don't want—that's I, I want, why healing uh, of the Spirit of God in our lives and our emotions is so important. Because as we come to this text, uh, no matter what your experience has been with spiritual gifts, um, the, 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 when you look at the passage, the passage is more about the Spirit than it is the gifts. If you read the passage, how how many times did the word spirit come up in the passage? In in, in other other words, if you walk away from the passage with just whether or not you view the gifts should be activated and walked in and and all that stuff now or not, you've missed the point of the passage. Because the point of the passage is the spirits, the Holy Spirit's, activity amongst God's people. I don't know about you, but I want whatever whatever way he's going to do it because he's God, I want the Spirit's activity amongst God's people. Oh, y'all not going to talk back. It's okay. But the, the, in, in order for a church to be the church, the, uh, w- whether you believe in the gifts or not, how do you believe that the Spirit is active amongst God's people? That, that, that's, that's the question that all of us have to ask. And will we acknowledge it and will we submit to it? And so as we come to this beautiful <coughs> to me, beautiful passage, and we begin to talk through this. Um, spiritual gifts, of course, across lines, if any of you have watched televangelism <coughs> on TV, some of you <coughs> already <coughs> are turned off, and some of you are turned up on gifts. Y'all waiting for something to pop off, and, and you you waiting for something to pop off, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but there, there are several categories, if you will, of people and how they approach this passage. <laughs> we'll deal with some of it when we get to 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, because Paul lays it out even more clearly for us to kind of get around the bandwidth in which he wants us to recognize these things. But number one, uh, the first group of people are those who are who believe that they are hyperactive. In other words, the spiritual gifts, you, it's just, you just go for it. You know, I've been in that church where they say everybody pray in tongues publicly. And, you know, everybody just start going. And I'm like, what's happening, right? You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that when we get to 1 Corinthians 14, which is like, what in the world is going? Like, I'm, some of us are just scared. We new believers. I remember mean, when I was a new believer and that thing happened, man, I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, what's, what's happening? Is this authentic? Is this demonic? What is it? <laughs> so you got people that are hyper into uh, I always see it. I mean, see. I mean, just their whole life is. You ask them a question, they give you some bland, abstract something, right? You know what I'm saying? But then you got uh, uh, the next people, who who, 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 Number two, those people who believe in the gifts have a what I would call a healthy use and healthy praxis of it. Healthy use and happy, healthy praxis of it. Um, and then you have those, of course, who who believe and yet <coughs> don't experience it. You have those who believe and don't experience it, (coughs) Um, and then last but not least, then you have those who, I would say, just don't believe in it at all, and we'll wrestle with that in the next few weeks, Um, but I want to come to this passage, and I I just got one point today for my point, people, and then I'm out your way. One point for these 11 verses. The church is meant to be a place of unified Holy Ghost power. The church (coughs) is meant—somebody say meant— meant to be a place of a unified Holy Ghost power. And, 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 so, and so Paul in Corinthians here is beginning, and he has begun to talk about worship gatherings, um, even though some of this in this passage is not limited to the worship gathering of the saints when we come together. Uh, we'll see that later. Um, but, but as he's walking through this, he's, he's, he's trying to help God's people to grow up. And as he begins challenging God's people to grow up, he, he, he wants them to grow up in their use of God's power. Here, in some way, shape, or form, God's people were active in the gifts and in other ways with God's power. But in obvious, and it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist or a, or a historical theolo- theologian or some type of massive exegy to let us know that there were misuses of the power of God in the book of 1 Corinthians, and particularly during the worship gatherings and beyond that. And so Paul is challenging God's people to, to, to have a biblical, uh, a biblical parameters around God's power. Let me say that again. Biblical parameters, why? Because God even has parameters in how he works. Not that, Now somebody looking at me like, don't box God in. No, nah, God gives parameters, that's not boxing him in. He's giving you clarity so that you can know what's truth and what's not based on what he says things should be like, all right? (laughs) So Paul says in verse one, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, stop there. It's interesting here that um, the word katizmatah doesn't show up till later, which is the word for gifts here. Um, um, This literally right here can be translated spiritual people. Can be translated spiritual people. In other words, Paul talks about spiritual people in chapter two and chapter three. And he talks about spiritual people, (coughs) and (coughs) and at the center of being a spiritual person, guess what? At the center of that is to be spiritually mature. At the center of being spiritually mature is to be a person of discernment, not a person that leaves their mind at the door. That means a believer, if you're going to be spiritual, you can't just open yourself up to everything. You must put on your spiritual thinking cap and open your eyes and be used by God, but also have discernment. Why? Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, the spiritual man appraises all things. Yeah. And, and, so, and so when we look here, he wants them to value, discern, and appraise all things. And here he says spiritual, this is now concerning spiritual gifts. I like inferentially what he's saying here, because he says in the next part, he said, I do not want you to be uninformed. He said this before earlier. And I like this um, because he basically doesn't want God's people to be dumb. What I like about this is many times when we think of spiritual gifts, we think of ignorance. (laughs) But here, he connects being informed with even how you use the gifts. People that sort of believe in, 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 the, in, the, in the gifts of the Spirit active in the body, there can almost be this, you can, you know, I, I, you, you can't judge God's anointed kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can't challenge anything. And I, I ain't scared of you. You know what I'm saying? We can't be scared of anybody and what they say that they've heard from God because what you say you heard from God is not the Word of God, all right? And so and so and so, and so, and so as Paul helps us in this passage. He wants us to be powerfully informed of what God is saying. And so again, he doesn't want this to be under the banner of ignorance so that we're not looking at transcendent, transcendental meditation or something where you, where you close your eyes, cross your legs and pat out and close your mind and open your mind up and just let whatever come in. The Bible doesn't say open your mind, it says gird your mind. Right. Oh, y'all not gonna talk back, it's okay. Verse, three, verse two. He says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by mute idols. However, you were led. He said, whatever way you were led, I don't know. I can't even talk to you about that. And so he compares this in a powerful way to how the Spirit works in the body. Look at verse 3. He says, therefore, I want you to understand no one speaking in the Spirit or by the Spirit or for the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is a curse. No one can say Jesus is Lord, except in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, or oh, by the Spirit of God, I like this. Because he said, you can't even be a Christian unless the Holy Ghost helps you to be one. He said, you ain't just figure out that Jesus was Lord. He said, he said, you ain't one day, you know what? I think Jesus is Lord, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that, he, said, he said, you and I, have the inability to recognize who Jesus is. Therefore, the Spirit of God must give you clarity on who He is, and even your confession wasn't you. I ain't say that. The book said it. (coughs) What in the world does this have to do with gifts? Everything. He's talking about the same way the Spirit initiates your salvation is the same way the Spirit initiates the activity of the gifts. That means you can't make gifts happen. Come on, Dad. Are y'all trekking with me right now? And in other words, you can't just say, I'll be prophesying on Friday. <laughs> it's like, how you know? How you know? It, the, this is, I mean, the spirit is so powerful in this passage that it's a force of his, his not our manipulation, but his initiation of a work, so you can't make the Spirit do anything. That's why people trip me out when they say, hey, Holy Ghost, come over here. Do, you know, I'm like, who you think you talking to, right? That's what I know he's saying. We commanding the Holy Spirit to do this. I don't see any the Bible anywhere where people command the Holy Ghost to do what they said. I thought we were supposed to be filled with him, not him be filled with us. That's all right, y'all gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it moving. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so there's a sense, <clears throat> The Paul's high view of the Spirit influences his high view of his expectations of us if we're under the Spirit's guidance. And he said, and so he goes further. He says in verse 4, he says, now there are, let's read these few verses right here because they're so connected. He says in verse 4, he says, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. <clears throat> he says there are a variety of services of service but the same Lord and there are varieties of activities but the same God uh, who empowers them all in everyone. And so now what Paul begins to do is he begins to bring unified distinction to the gifts of the spirit in the body of Christ. I know y'all like pastor, tell us whether or not we believe in the gifts or not. Let's go through the passage all right? Just stay with me. I know y'all are waiting. That's why y'all ain't saying amen, because y'all trying to figure out, where's he at on this? Some of y'all should already know, all right? Um, but when we get to the gifts, I'm going to let you know that. Now, what's beautiful about this idea of, he says gifts, he said the variety of gifts, underlying variety of gifts, varieties of service, and varieties of activities, Okay. Now, now, what he's trying to do with us here is he's trying to talk about the multifaceted ways in which the Spirit works, but there's unity in those things that the Holy Ghost does. Now, the emphasis is not just on what the Holy Spirit does, it's on the Holy Spirit himself. Because if you look here, <coughs> same Spirit, the one who unifies us, that points to the sameness of the Spirit. I like verse 5 because it says, the Holy Spirit is Lord, but the same Lord. I like that because for those who don't believe in Trinitarian theology, the Holy Spirit is God. Because he's going to say that in verse 6. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is God. He said the same God. (coughs) So he's talking about this person right here, the person of the Holy Spirit. You need to know that the Holy Spirit is God so that you can submit to him. Y'all say, what's the point of that? (laughs) You need to know that you belong to him. He doesn't belong to you. That's very very important because that focuses your life and how you can submit to the work of the Spirit in your life. If you think the Holy Spirit is, is, is just your flunky that you have on a leash, you don't know who. That's Ananias and Sapphira. Right, right. Ananias and Sapphira lied to him and he put him to sleep. All right, and so and so and so the power of the Spirit, right, under under the power of the Spirit. And so uh, when when it talks about. Um, the, 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 except by the Spirit of God, we saw that that pointed to that idea of the Spirit's sovereignty. But then it also points to the varieties of gifts in the way He distributes them. So the Holy Spirit decides, based on His sovereign will, which gift each believer should have. That's not only in 1 Corinthians, it's also in Romans 12 and Ephesians chapter 4. Now those are, 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 are three different sections of gifts Uh, but interestingly enough, the gifts in this passage are a little bit different in their operation because these are the only gifts that you can't do at your will. The list of the ones in Romans chapter 12, like service, and people don't ask me about them. They ask me about the gift of service, the gift of leadership, the gifts of help, the gifts of administration. They ask me about the gift of tongues and prophecy. They just want to know. I said, what about the other gifts, though? There's a whole bunch of other ones, right? Anyway, um, But then it goes further and he begins talking about a variety of services. He lets us know the word here, service, is the word for deacon. And it's pointing to a beautiful reality as one assigned to serve in a particular way. I love this. I love this. Then he goes into verse six varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers, somebody say empowers, empowers them all in everyone. So every believer individually has a gift but it's unified in how we use it again and 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 so 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 let's say this Th- this shows us over and over and over again that we're not filled with the spirit one time. Amen. The idea where people take Acts two we're gonna teach today is that okay? Amen. Acts two Acts two many people exalt Acts two for every believer to have a one-time post-gospel conversion experience that's, that, that, that makes it something second to the gospel when the gospel is everything and then something secondary that doesn't equate. No, we, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 that you, uh, w- that you receive the Spirit when you believe, not after you believed. So, 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 so that's very important for us to recognize. Not when you believe. You see uh, uh, Paul in Acts chapter two being filled with the Spirit. Then over in Acts chapter four, you see him getting filled with the Spirit all over again. How do you explain that? That, but because the Spirit uh, being filled with the Spirit is a command of us to be in submission to the Spirit, by which the Spirit takes control of you from moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. That means that each and every one of us have to. You don't come up, hold you up your hands. I'm not dogging anybody, but you hold up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, a thousand times and wait until that. You never see anybody else do that except in Acts, because Jesus commands them in Acts 2, rather, in Acts 2, Jesus commands them to go in Jerusalem and wait. That's the first time anyone's command to wait on the Spirit, because that was the Spirit dropping on the church, right, right. On okay? And so when, it went to the, when the Holy Spirit went to the Gentiles, it was to give a distinction for the Jews that the Gentiles were authentically believers. That's why the Spirit had to move. When you look at Acts 10, Acts 16, Acts 19, when you look at all of those different inferences, it's to prove to the Jews that you ain't the only ones with the Holy Ghost. Okay, okay, so, 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 so now you don't see that as a consistent pattern through the Act, book of Acts, which lets us know it wasn't normative to receive the Spirit that way. It was to point to the fact that God is active in all peoples so that people could believe. That's what the Jerusalem Council was about. Right, right. Okay. It's good, <laughs> so now, down here, we're seeing Paul pointing us to these manifestations. So here at Epiphany Fellowship, we, we, we don't hold to the idea that you have to get the Spirit after you believe. He's on the church. When you trust Jesus, the ghost is in you, all right? The, 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 the ghost is in you. So, 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 so you're already, the issue is, is you have to be in a submissive lifestyle for him to, fit. now filling, being filled with the Spirit isn't him pouring, you, like filling you up like that. That's not like water, unfilled, half full, either you're full or you're not. Full means control, they're, they're being, and there are moments, and, not, not, and that's being under the, and it has more to do with morality than gift spirituality. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's another sermon. Yes, and and, and, and so, so now we come here because we have to deal with these good things in this text because it is the Word of God. He said "A varieties of activities. I like this. The point of the passage is not just the gifts themselves, but the results that the gifts bring. See, the Corinthians were in love with the gifts, not the giver or the impact. See when see see when 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 people p- point to supernatural activity to just say supernatural things happen, you've missed it. Uh-huh. Right. Because there's no supernatural activity that Jesus did in his ministry that didn't have very 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 specific reasoning why it happened. Let's dig into this thing. And so he says, it says to each Verse 7, it's given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I love this. Ha! So people should benefit. Common good. Not, I'm just going to speak in tongues, not speak in tongues. Does it say that there? Did it say self-good or common good? Amen. Okay? And I like the fact that it is given, not taken. Okay? Now, Let's look down <clears throat> at the next section, verse 8. He says, and I know you're ready for this part. For to one is given through the Spirit utterance of wisdom, and to another utterances of knowledge according to the same Spirit. I love this. So as we get into this gift session, section, it is admittedly an impossibility, and, and, and I have a lot of friends who, um, land in different places, um, t- exegetically to believe that the gifts have ceased. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to 1 Corinthians 13, verses 8 through 9. Um, but, but when we get 8 through 10, rather, we'll talk about, if, you know, if the perfect shall come, the, we'll talk about all of that, right? Because I want to get to it early, but I'm letting you know where we stand. We're a church that believes that the Spirit still does these things, um so 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 as i go through this i'm not talking about now i think that we don't know what we're doing though so i ain't gonna sit up here and act like you know we you know i'm gonna levitate in the middle of the service and the holy ghost gonna do you know i don't know to be honest i believe it because it's in the bible I'm, i'm actually scared of it happening pandemically because people get wild and me can get wild not just me but we Amen. However, we've had activity, and I'm going to give you some examples where this has happened in the church, and where I came out of a background where I was hyper, what they call charismatic, hyper charismatic. I'm talking about laughing in the spirit phenomenon, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, just the Holy Ghost. Just that, see, that's when you ain't got no seatbelt on with the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Holy Ghost and a seatbelt. You can't just, see, if you, if you run into something, the Holy Ghost got to snatch you back. But see, if you fly out the window, flat out, it may not be him working, Right. And so, um, and, and so, and so, and so, the Holy Spirit always has things under control. Amen. Nobody catches the Holy Ghost. Let me just say that. Wow. He's not a coal, hachu. He's not a coal. He's not a coal. He's not caught. Okay, he comes. He's not caught. Comes upon you, right? And so, and so, let's look at these ideas of utterances of wisdom. I I borrowed a lot from a good resource. I should have brought it out here. Uh, a, a guy that's a theologian and and helpful for me because I gotta hear from people, not spooky people. I gotta hear from somebody that thinks right. on this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Can't just be somebody. Oh, you, oh, you supposed to believe that? Cause you don't even like you don't use the Bible when you preach. Like it just goes into worship and prophecy, so that there's no ground. See when a tr- see when somebody just goes into worship and prophecy and don't get in the book, I get scared. Right. There was the book wasn't open one time during the gathering. Wow. I'm scared of you, and I'm not fooling with you, because Paul says pay attention to the public reading of Scripture. The book got to be open. Preach the Word. It doesn't say prophesy all the time. It says preach the Word. So the Word of God grounds spirit activity. Amen. Are you trekking with me? Amen. All right? And so, and so, and so as we—so so look, at, look at what happens. Before you get scared, and you know, I, don't, don't get mad at me, but he says utterances of wisdom and utterances of knowledge. This is beautiful. <coughs> because we saw sort to of see if you trek Jesus' life, he had all the gifts. Every last one of them you see active in his life. All of them. I mean, it's crazy. When, I, I, remember, I think I wrote a paper on that one time, I think, um, when I was in school, just how all of the gifts were just active in Christ's life. Um, we see uh, Jesus active, and we see the gift of wisdom and knowledge, particularly knowledge. In this case, I'm going to bring up. is one time, you know, in I mean, John chapter 1, verses 35 through 51, um, <clears throat> he meets this dude named Nathaniel. And see, you got to understand, Jesus needed the gifts after his baptism and filling with the Spirit. Why? Because he did not use his deity while he was on earth. So the spiritual gifts showed his submission and supernatural power, with him not voluntarily using his deity. Are you checking with me? That's why Philippians 2 said, he didn't see equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he humbled himself, making himself in the likeness of a servant. Now, he didn't stop being God. He just emphasized his humanity And he remained God in submission to the living God, but only utilized power through the Holy Spirit. You notice he doesn't do one miracle until the Holy Spirit comes upon him. He could have. He didn't need the Holy Spirit to do miracles, but he submitted to the third person in the Godhead to empower. He didn't go do something. He was empowered by the one who does everything. Are you checking with me? All right, so, so check it, check, 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 check what happened. So, so Nathaniel, Nathaniel comes over, <laughs> and J- Jesus is cool in the mud. I think he's just the coolest guy on the planet. He said, he said Nate, what's up, big baby? He's <laughs> looking at him, he said, Nate, a man in whom there's no guile, because I saw you by the fig tree. He's like, hold on, you know. Then he starts proclaiming him being, oh, my, you know, he's like, oh, you, you're Lord, you're all of this, because Jesus had word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is the ability to. It's sort of like prophecy, <coughs> but to tell somebody something about their life that's currently going on. Um, you, you'll see that also, um, and Jesus knew the storms were going to happen. It's crazy. He walked on water in the midst of the storm, knew it was going to happen. He said, let us go to the other side. I love that. Um, you, you, you also see it um, here in John 4 where Jesus frequently cited, example, where Jesus told the Samaritan woman the secret sins of her life. That's what word of wisdom. He said, I know you ain't got no husband. How did he know? He ain't never met her before. Was he being, see, people preach that passage wrong when they point to his deity. That's not what he's using there. He's using spiritual gifts, okay? It's very, 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 very important. Uh, word of wisdom also is when somebody, he told, somebody asked, uh, yo, uh, I, I ain't even think it was worthy for me to bring you to my crib, the centurion. He said, I, he said oh, he's already healed. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. They kind of work hand-in-hand hand with one another. Um, and, and I love that. <laughs> this is a story I got to read um, from, from, from the same book. Are y'all tracking with me today? Um, I, 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 I love this story because this is a person you wouldn't even think believe in the gifts. Um, uh, Sam Storm says that he says, consider this incident from the ministry of Charles Spurgeon. He said, perhaps the greatest preacher of the 19th century. He said, while preaching at uh, Exeter, Paul in London, he once broke off his sermon. So you gotta imagine a sermon that this dude's a thunderous preacher. You know what I'm saying? And he stops in the middle of his sermon and it says, and pointed in a certain direction, declaring, Young man, those gloves you are wearing are not paid for. Can you imagine that? <laughs> this is a true story, though. Like, can you imagine like this conservative tweed-wearing three-piece suit preacher? hair in place, just got his, got, got his little, you know what I'm saying, the, the clock joint right here. You know, he pull out his pocket, see what time it is, click up, put it back in type dude, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, can you just imagine? He's going in, and the, and the Lord, and the Lord, he said, and he looks at you and just point. just be scared if I ever do that, but um, <laughs> wow. He's, he, and, 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 and he said, you have stolen from your employer after this, and, the, and he just kept preaching, Nah, what were the people doing? That's what I just want to know. They ain't tell a whole story. What were the people doing after that, right? And he said, after the service, an obviously pale and agitated young man approached Spurgeon and begged to speak with him privately. He placed a pair of gloves. He didn't even have the gloves on. On the table and said, it's the first time I've robbed my master, and I will never do it again. You won't expose me, sir, will you? How did he know that? Now this is a guy that ain't walking around trying to get the Spirit to move, right? We're talking about one of the the most conservative guys you can meet, but even the most conservative have to submit to the Spirit. Anyway, verse nine. To another, faith by the same Spirit, another, gifts of healing by the Spirit. Faith and healing is interesting that they put utterances of wisdom and knowledge together, and put faith and healing together. Um, You know, the the, the, the gift of faith everybody gets, okay? Uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says to each one is given a measure of faith, okay? But the gift of faith here is just different. It's just this person that just got this crazy, they crazy in, in a good way. They just have a crazy sense that God can do anything, beyond the normal person, which people look at them like they're crazy. Now, the gift of healing, of course, is not a person that has the gift of healing You can just go around and just heal anybody at will, okay? But let's just say that's true. Why do the people that say they got the gift of healing um, only do it at certain points? Why y'all looking at me funny? Why they don't just go to the hospital? It's gotta, but it's gotta be financially built, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, anyway. Gift of healing, Jesus spontaneously walked around and went, he didn't heal everybody. But what was great is that there were moments where he was healing in a very, very strong way, casting out demons and doing a whole bunch of things. I've experienced this in my own life. When I was a little kid, I was supposed to have surgery. And I, and, and, and the doctor said, he's going to have to have surgery because of his exertion, and he's going to have to do this, da, da 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 with this. He has a severe hernia. And I was a little kid, and I was a little church boy a little bit, and I I said, the Lord's just gonna heal me. My mom was like, okay, but we're going to the hospital. (laughs) And um, we went to the hospital, and they checked me first. I I, I had a severe hernia. They said, he really has to have surgery or this is gonna become, it's gonna burst. Go back, like, later, and the doctor looks at me, and he's like, there's no hernia here. Now, I'm not saying I had to give the healing, I'm just saying God still heals. My son, my oldest son, I got to hold myself together. Um, I remember when he was born, and they thought he had a severe liver disease. I'll never forget it. Um, His little body, he was already a preemie, and they're opening his little body up. I'll never, ever forget it. Help me hold together, Lord. And I can remember um, him being jaundiced. (laughs) We didn't know if he was gonna make it. He was in the hospital for six weeks. My wife was so sick that she couldn't hold him, so she couldn't, she couldn't hold him, so she never got a chance to see him, really. And um I just prayed for God to heal my little boy. And he's 12 years old. They didn't have to do anything. I don't know about the gift of healing. I don't know. All I know is that God heals. Yes, he does, God. Yes, he I know we could tell other stories. I got to move on before I'd not be able to get through the rest of this. We got to finish. Um, verse ten said another working of miracles. I've never really seen. I've seen miracles, but not just some miracle, John. Right? I've never seen it happen like Jesus turning water into wine. Right? That's a that's a miraculous act. <coughs> Healings and miracles are different even though healings are a miracle. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, next one, distinguishing between spirits. This is the one I believe I got strong. This, this is my joint right here. Um, this I know the Lord be. Listen, um, distinguishing the spirits is being able to tell if there is any type of substandard spiritual activity going on. Um, I can remember um, a young lady about seven years ago coming to a Epiphany Fellowship didn't sit right with me when I saw her, Um, just didn't something, I didn't even know what to call it, It it's just my spirit was arrested in a, and I know all of us have those small experiences of it, but I I really had a sense about her that something was demonically attached to her, thank you, that was demonically attached to her, and um, she came to me after the gathering, I need to talk to you, and we sat down. And I got some women um, with me because I didn't want to be with her by myself. And we went in um, a room and we sat down. And I, she began telling me she was having demonic experiences in her home. And um, I said, "What have you done about that?" And she says, "Well, I went to a soothsayer, a palm reader." And I said, "What did they tell you?" They said, "She said it was a." Uh, it was a guy that used to rape people in North Philly. He died and he's in my house. I said, and what have you, and she said, what does he do? He attacks me. He does stuff to me, holds me down. And I said, um, Spirit of God arrested me with all of these verses. And, I, and I, I, Deuteronomy 13 came up, Deuteronomy 18. I said, that's not a man at all. I said, that's a familiar spirit. I said, that's soothsayer wanted you to familiarize yourself with that person as a human being so you won't be arrested about the fact that it's a demonic spirit. And um, I said, tell me your history. Do you have any occult stuff in your family? And she just goes down and just talks about Ouija and her mom witching. And I'm just like, wow. And and it just opened up. And then we laid hands, and I laid hands, got the oil in Jesus' name. And we began to pray over her for the release of that strong, and she was not a believer. As I began to talk to her, she was, that's why it's important. I, I like it when people tell me they're not a Christian because I know what to say to them, but when somebody's a Christian and confused about the gospel, it's hard to convince them. That's what she was, and so she thought herself spiritual, but she was a syncretist, right? So, accepted, so And so we're, we're going in and praying. That, that, was, that was another opportunity. I mean, I got so many stories, but distinguishing a spirit. Don't, we need that in the church, we need the power of discernment in the church. Now, some women out there, y'all say, I know I got that gift. We know that y'all got something that we ain't got. <laughs> all right? We just know. So don't be looking at me like, we all got discernment of spirits right now. You know what I'm saying? Right? Um, <clears throat> that man ain't right. I knew something wasn't right about him in the first place. I knew. You know how y'all do. You know how y'all do, right? <laughs> I, I think that's just something God gave you. It's not a spiritual gift. It's just something he gave you. All right. <laughs> It's just the fact that y'all look at stuff and we don't, all right? Y'all are smarter than us, to be honest. Um, (laughs) um, I'm going to finish this. Uh, The single spirit, uh, various kind of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Um, We'll get into it in chapter 12. I believe in both known and unknown. We believe in that. Here, known and unknown. We'll talk about that later. Um, I don't want to get into it. but But we don't believe in the public communication of tongues without interpretation. Okay? So so there's a lot of us, me included, who pray in other languages. There's a lot of people in here that does that. But you'll never hear me up on the mic and this quote-unquote spirit gets high. And then I'm excited and I'm closing or something, and then you hear me just go into a tongue. That's out of order. We're going to talk about that in fr- unless, unless there's interpretation. Now, I'm just telling you right now, if you want to speak in tongues publicly here, you can. You're welcome to. But you better be in Jesus' name sure that it's not something personal for you to just continue to pray, it, I, I'm going to stop the gathering. I'm going to stop the gathering. I'm going to stop the gathering. So if you, you want to speak in tongues publicly, you're welcome to. But I'm going to stop the gathering. I'm going to let the music play, organ or something, the guitar or something, and we're going to pray. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray and ask God for interpretation. And if there is no interpretation, there will be a public exhortation for you to not speak again. Okay. Y'all got real quiet on that part. <laughs> but, but I'm not trying to make you fearful. I just want you to be fearful. Okay? And so th- that's why the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Okay? And so I want us to be active in these different gifts, prophecy. We'll talk about that later. But I, 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 just, I want us to be active, but I don't want us to be foolish. And so, what I want us to do as we end the gathering, I want us to pray <coughs> about this, you know, um, the, the Spirit's activity amongst us, um, and ask the Lord. I mean, I don't, I don't know why it doesn't happen all the time. Um, some people would say, "Well, see, that's my point." The Holy Spirit doesn't do that anymore, and whatever else is done is contrived. Where well, I disagree with that, and I think many others in history would as well. But as we close, I want to close in prayer and. Um, closed. Really, the big picture of this passage for for me, and I think for us should be, um, the empowering presence of the Spirit. To not have a disposition where you're closed, or any of us are closed, to what God is able to do. Because what's interesting about particularly the prophetic gift, in Romans 12, it talks about it, that Though Certain gifts can only be active as much as there's faith for it to happen. Now, I'm not talking no prosperity gospel. That, just because somebody—listen, let me just say this as a close. <laughs> Don't equate bad experiences with the gifts when the gifts get experienced as being, be, being off base. Um, I I, very, very, I, I want to be very, very careful of that, um, and, and i midst, miss. But I do want us to be a spiritually empowered community— that's open to it. From the women to the men, to the young to the old, if you know Jesus Christ, um, the Bible says in, in the last days, it's impossible for that to come to pass if those things have ceased. In the last days, people say, well, that's revelation. Ugh. The Bible says we are in the last days. So in the last days, things will happen with older men, younger women, older men, um, old, younger men and younger women on, on both ends, where they'll dream dreams and they'll prophesy. And I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that that's a signature for God to speak to us. But let me say this, prophecy, tongues, none of that trumps this. Amen. Bible says, do not despise, First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 20 and 21 says, do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully and hold to that which is good. And so when we talk about this, we're not running away from the scriptures. We're running into them to get wisdom on how the spirit works. If a spirit activity that happens here goes against this, it's not a spirit activity. Okay? Just because we felt it in our spirit don't mean that it happened or it's biblical. But we do want to be open and fully free to everything that God has for his church. Because if, if we're not walking in everything that God has for his church, we won't be all that God wants us to be. Amen, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Let's pray for this. I really want us to pray for this. I, I, I wanted to teach this versus this today so that we can, we can really be a saturating community of God's presence. Father, will not we stand as we pray this? I'm going to lift my hands to the Lord for it. Um, Father, Father, uh, We need your empowering presence. Uh, we know that in knowing you as Savior, we are already empowered because of Christ's death on the cross. And you, you, you have exhorted us through your word that, that you do, you, that, that, that you want your community to be a spirit-empowered community in both our morality, our commitment to you, our commitment to the gospel, and our spiritual growth, and in the gifts of the Spirit. And so God, I pray that we would not close our gatherings and our hearts and our minds to you working in these ways. And God, I'm I'm I'm, I'm asking today um, that you would clarify these things more deeply for us. We don't wanna, we don't, we don't, don't want to act like we know everything. Um, it's very important, just because something's in the Bible doesn't mean we know everything about what the Bible says about it. But there's enough in the Bible for us to know how to walk in faith in what you said about it. And so, God, I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus that we would be a filled church and that you would do these miraculous things among us, and we're asking for them, faith, gifts of faith, how we need that, yes. miracles to, so that people can signal that God is among them. We'll see that in 1 Corinthians 12. If we're going to have tongues interpretation or quiet prophecy that's lined up with the scriptures, not equal and not to trump it, but to affirm it and us to submit to. Um, God, discernment of spirits, Um, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. I'll never forget um, two years ago, Pastor Larry shot out a word of knowledge, and the guy who it was about got saved the next week. Um, I forgot to even tell that story, God, but we we believe that you're at work, and we want to be open to the Holy Spirit, not it, but him, the Holy Spirit, and what he would do through us. And God, every now and then, we need to act like we don't know everything, um, but not be ignorant on anything. And so, God, saturate through this place today, God. Glorify your name and your presence and help this, this spirit empowerment to be a movement of the spirit that pushes the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ more effectively forward by doing that among us. We thank you and we honor you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.